We'll keep you up to date on that ball game up in Montreal as the Cardinals will be playing up there and getting underway, I think, about a half hour later from our starting time here. Art McKinnon introducing the Pirates starting lineup. Willie Studs are going to left field. Al Oliver in center. Dave Parker in right. Hebner at third. Tavares at short. Senate at second base. Ed Kirkpatrick at first. Keaton, the pitcher. And Manny Tengian doing the catcher. Cubs, by the way, of the introduction. They are a good hitting ball club. In the games that they have beaten us, they have simply gotten much better pitching than they are used to getting. Their end run average of their pitching staff has been rather high. I think only one four of them, and that is San Diego. But they have pitched well against the Bucks before, and if the Bucks are sweep this thing, they've got to do some run scoring. Time now for our national anthem played by the Derry Area High School Band. but a very enthusiastic crowd here tonight for this big uh, opening game of the three-game series between the Pirates and the Cubs. Pirates haven't done too well against Chicago this year, winning six and losing nine of the 15 games played so far. They've done much better in this ballpark, splitting even in the six ball games, three wins, three defeats. In Wrigley Field, the Cubs won six of the nine games played out there. I tell you about the scores that we've had against this ball club. They have shut us out twice. Both times in Wrigley Field, one to nothing and three to nothing. They had a seven to one win here against us, and they beat us four to three twice in this ballpark, three to two out in uh, Chicago. And the only high-scoring ball game when they beat us by the score of eight to four out there. Now the Bucks have got to do some run scoring against Chicago Cub pitching staff. Their end run average 4.28, but as you can see by the scores that they've thrown up against us. When they've beaten us, they have gotten some pretty strong pitching. It's a rookie-dominated ball club. The Cubs have more rookies on their staff, on their roster, than anybody in the major leagues this year, something like 11 or 12 rookies. And they made the decision to go with younger ball players this year. They've taken some lumps, but they've come on to play much better baseball. And with Billy Williams back into the starting lineup, they have a bit of a veteran flavor there. He is swinging the bat well. He has a bit of fame, too, but offensively, they will score some runs with a lineup of Monday, Kessinger, Williams, Madlock, Morales, Lecoq, Swisher, and Sparing, and Bonham. Now we're set for baseball. And the Gunner, a little bit under the weather, is hopefully able to get through this evening. Time now for the Voice of the Pirates, Bob Prince. Well, thank you very much, Nelly King, and stay far downwind of me, buddy. You're upwind, I guess. I got it, whatever it is. 
I guess a lot of it's running around, the virus and what have you. They say that uh, one form or another, either a sore throat or a bad headache. Mine's in the bottom of my lungs, and I'm telling you, every time I go to take a deep breath, I get halfway down, and I'm done. Thank goodness the chest x-ray showed what I thought I didn't have. <laughs> well, you know what you always worry about, that emphysema. However, Rick Mundy in at 295. And a left-hand batter, and it's foul back. Sorry, too, to learn of the passing of our friend Van Patrick, the voice of many years of the Detroit Lions. He gave it a very courageous battle who passed away last night. He'd, uh, I'm sure many of you heard him, the voice of Mutual. They're going now. Here's the 0-1 to Monday. And he hits a drive out toward left. Stodgel drifting back. And there's one out. No, Nellie, I don't uh, look at these Chicago Cubs as any patches by any stretch of the imagination, but I see where some people have been quoted as saying it'd be better off if we were playing Montreal than Chicago. And I don't uh, buy that at all. Chicago can beat us because they've wrapped us pretty good, but boy, oh brother, is that Montreal going at them now up there, too. Well, they need three wins to wind up uh, the season at even 500. They're playing the best ball of anybody in the National League in the month of uh, September. Well, the Cardinals will have their hands full, but we're going to have it here, too, against this club. Here's Kessinger, and Keaton high ball on the plate umpires, Dutch Renner, Crawford, Kibler, and Tata rounding out this fine crew. Outfield shallow around left. Keaton's delivery in there for a start. Talk about a guy that really believes in his craft, and this man, Renner, is the answer. He just spent about 18 years in the minor leagues to get where he is today, and he's a rookie umpire in the big leagues. Ball one and strike one. High ball two, and he's all business. With a great umpire down there in Shag Crawford. They swung left to Kessinger. Well, two one pitch. Swing and a miss, and the first base coach, J.C. Martin, runs out of the way of that one. He's coaching third for them now, now. Jim Marshall's Jim managing Marshall. and coaching there, as I guess Aguirre and uh, Spangler have. Uh, be part of the scene by now, is well, it? Well, I think, uh, I know I saw... Did you see Hank? I saw Hank here, and then whether Rex Spangler was still there, Ross Spangler, rather still around or not. But well, when they have a new manager, he usually likes to get them in that uh, he has the most confidence in. I guess that's one of the things normally that happens, isn't it? You pick your own mm -hmm. uh, coaches, usually. There are some rare occasions where you don't. Passenger, two balls, two strikes. One out and none on. No score. We're underway in the first inning. Here's the 2-2. He struck him out, and the bat flies all the way into the photographer's booth. And our pirates go running out there to make sure that one of those photographers down there is all right. See, there's a, there's a booth down below that separates our dugout from the photographer's booth, and the bat went all the way in there. When a batter swings and misses like that, Nelly, most of the times, I guess it's well, his hands could be cold, but normally it indicates he's been fooled on the pitch. A little bit out in front, I'd say it is. Nobody hurt, thank goodness. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Mr. Cold-Blooded Keeson is working. Here's Billy Williams, batting at 278. And in for a strike. 
Uh, straight out, a little bit around to the right. Deep is Parker in right field. Now back. Ooh. I've always, about the best way I can compare a few folks that have ever played golf or watched Slam and Sammy Sneed. I don't know of a better swing in golf than Sam Sneed, and I don't know of a better swing in baseball than that of Billy Williams. He just got a sweet swing. Nothing to the can. Two down. There it is. Base hit to right. Parker comes over fast, and so Williams is on, and here comes Madlock. You think it's cold here? When we get in touch with Camo X, we'll find out what it is in Montreal, but I guarantee him it isn't snowing. It's got to be 30. It's got to be 30, I would think. Uh, just based on this type of weather, Nellie, I think it would be extremely cold up there. Yeah, if it's cold here, it usually isn't uh, bathing time up there or getting any suntan, I think. Here's Billy Madlock batting at 3-1-3, nine homers, 52 runs batted in. Right-hand batter has got hit with a pitch right on the left elbow. And my gracious sakes, he's in a lot of pain. That ball just hung right in there. Got him just apparently above the left elbow and on cold weather particularly. Now, this is one time Keeson did not want to hit him because this puts Williams up into second in scoring position. That had to hurt, really. I think the worst thing about it is that, uh, again, it's Keeson's curveball, and he... When he lacks confidence in that pitch, it's a hard night for him. And if he can start throwing that thing over the plate and instead of having it spinning up there and backing up on him as that pitch did, why well, he's going to have a better night. But that's been a problem for him all season long. He hasn't been able to solve that thing. He has it for a while and he gets away from it. Well, there's Jerry Morales, the right fielder at 272, 15 homers, 81 runs better than now, he stuck out Mundy and Kessinger, two left-hand batters, and he gets Williams 0-2, then bingo, comes the base hit. Madlock, the right-hand batter, gets drilled on the left elbow or just above it. And now Morales, the right fielder, standing in. And he has some powers at 15 home runs. Two men on, two men out. Keeson checks, comes to the plate. Low ball one. This is the second anniversary of Roberto Clemente's 3,000th base hit. Bill Richards has that memorable thing right down at KDK, our flagship station, prepared by John Chiliano. Swing and a miss, one and one. And when we get the proper moment, he has it all taped up. I will let you hear throughout the network the last base hit ever struck by the late Roberto Clemente. September 30, 1972. So this is the second anniversary. Here's the one one. Below, two and one. John Shiliano for many, many years, engineer at our flagship station, KDK, has monitored broadcasts all over the world. Has it all spooled up down at the uh, station with Bill Richards. So when we get the chance, when there's a delay in the game without interruption of the play, we'll do it. Stennett comes in to talk to Keaton, who's gone to three one on Morales. Cannot give this club any breathing room. Chicago. Ball three, strike one. To Morales batting at 272. Williams at second, Madlock at first. Mm 
There's a 3-1. Pitch beat down slowly toward third. Hebner comes up and overruns the ball. And everybody's safe. I don't know that he's going to get Morales, but in any event, Keeson, who came over to cover the third, was there in the event they had a force play there. It's going to have to be a base hit as Hebner overran the ball. to Pete Lecoq and immediately our bullpen going to see some action. This is Peter Marshall's son. He's the first baseman batting in 187, one homer, seven run batted in and he's a left-hand batter. So with two out, the Cubs have three on and without that save right there by uh, Sanguin, we'd have had a wild pitch and he almost hit Lecoq. Ball one and no strikes. Gee, two were out quickly, and then boom, base hit, hit batsman, and Hebner overruns the ball for a base hit, so we got three on. He needs this out desperately, and he throws it low, ball two, two and all. Now Don Osborne is coming out. He's going to top. This could be the delay, but we're not going to use it for the Roberto Clemente base hit anniversary, not, not at this spot. is loaded. Batter Pete Lecoq, the first baseman. And he throws it short pass ball, no advance, ball three. And Keeson's right on the end of the gangplank. Trying a little bit too hard, maybe right about now. Lecoq's had a look to third and Jim Marshall. So you know, base is loaded, the pitch. He walked him and they have a run. gets the run battered in, Williams scoring. All this with two out when this all started. And now the batter is going to be the catcher, Steve Swisher, batting at 221, five homers, 27 runs batted in. If you've wondered uh, what we've missed in the last six, four weeks, the name is Doc Ellis. spot at all. You wouldn't assume you'd be if Ellis hadn't had his hand broken. Pitching in his regular rotation the way he was pitching, he'd practically had it locked up. All right, the 1-0. And it's beat slowly toward third. It's going to be a fair ball. Hebner steps on the bag for the out, and that retires the side. Thank goodness he got up before the ball hit the bag. One run on uh, two hits, no errors, and they stand three. We go to the bottom of the first one nothing Chicago. Bill uh, Bonham, who's 11 and 21 on the year, has beaten us 
twice, seven three and four three. He's got a great arm. I don't know how he could lose twenty one ball games himself. Best wishes to John Solonik, past president of Western Pennsylvania Golf Association, for his continued recovery in Homestead Hospital. Sergeant Paul Kaminsky and the group from Army Pittsburgh District Recruiting Command here rooting for the Bucks. And we'll send get well wishes along to Harry Austin, recovering at home from an eye injury. Best wishes along to Mrs. Hattie Fleming from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Mom's going to be 100 years old, November 9th. How about that? All right, here's Rennie Stennett. He's just been announced as the player of the week from last week of September. And let me tell you, he certainly has been that. Rennie batting at 293, seven homers and 2056 runs batted in. Baltimore tonight goes with Grimsley, Detroit with Lowlich. They got to play three, the Yankees got to play two. They're playing in Milwaukee Tuesday, Wednesday. Bonham's delivery hit foul past first base on Jose Pagan. One nothing Chicago. Getting ready upstairs up north of us in a little while. Going to be a little club call, St. Louis and Montreal. Continuing to loosen for the Pirates. Hard to believe that Bonham's lost 21 games. He's got a great arm. Yes, slammed down on a big hop to Kessinger. Goes over to Lecoq and there's one away. Lead one nothing. Richie Hebner standing in now, batting at two ninety seven. Eighteen homers, sixty seven run batted in. They'll play him a little bit around the right. Bottom works. Hebner takes it over for a strike. Pennsylvania School for the Blind. We're taking in the ball game tonight. Most of them listening, of course, on the radios. Bottom below. One and one. We're six and nine with the Cubs. Three and three here on the road. They popped us six times out of nine. One ball, one strike. We got to win at least two out of three from this club. Because I can't believe that the Cardinals will sweep Montreal. Ball two, strike one. No way can I believe that. And the more I think about it, it just seems to me this situation is perfectly set up for the Pirates and the Cardinals to play next Thursday for the championship right here. And I really believe that that's about the way she's going to be. 2-1 pitch. Ball three. The only difference would be if they win three and we lose one, it's all over. But I, I don't know that that's going to happen. Don't see how it can happen that we'd win uh, three and they'd lose one. That could happen. But I'll tell you, I don't know. It's so unpredictable. Two-two, three and two to Hebner. Low. 
kind of hard to figure it all out in it, folks. We're down to a three-game season. That's what we're down to. Ball three and strike two. One out, one nothing Cubs, first inning. Bottom sends a strike, and Hebner watched it right down the middle. So that's first strike out for Bonham. And the batter's going to be Al Oliver. Ooh, somebody smoking a big cigar right over to the right. Ooh. Sorry about that, cigar smokers. Comes in the wrong time with the bad billows. Oliver at 318, 11 homers and 85 runs battered in Texas strike. The claim was a left center hitter. Willie Stark along deck. Now tip, strike two. Williams and lefts, Mundy in center, Morales in right, with Matlock, Kessinger, Sparing, and Lecoq the infield, Bonham and Swisher the battery. No ball, two strike pitch. Outside from Bonham, one and two. Here comes the one-two delivery. And Oliver goes down swinging. Bonham struck out two of the three. So at the end of one, one nothing Chicago. Okay, Bob Sparing, Bill Bonham, and Rick Mundy. They scheduled three batters in the second. The Cubs on top, one to nothing. In the first inning with two down, Williams singled. Madlock hit by a pitch. Morales singled past Hebner's third. He overran the ball. Well, I don't think Rich is going to get him if he comes up with it, honestly, but you never know. And then Lecoq walked and drove in a run before Swisher bounced to third base uh, for the force out to retire the side. So Bob Sparing, the second baseman at 202, one home and four runs batted in. Jim O'Brien, former Pittsburgh writer, now with the New York Post in taking in the series. Fly ball right field, Parker drifting over. Comes on, there's one out. That'll bring up Bonham. So, Bill Bonham. Coming out. Uh, Cubs lead, one nothing. One out, none on in the second. down toward uh, Stennett. Throws out Bunham. Two pitches still away to Monday, who fly to left field first time up. We'll give a fast cue here in the second and uh, see if we can't get time to play the Roberto Clemente 3,000 hit prepared by John Shiliano when we come back out at the end of this inning. They're going to play Monday to left center. Rick's in with 20 homers. Top foul, and it's off to the left. It'll be out of play.
one nothing. Two down and on second inning. No balls, one strike. Keeson ready. Over the plate to the left-hand batter. Called two. Nothing and two. Keeson right back. Inside, ball one. We'll pause for station identification. This is the Pirate Baseball Network. Monday goes down swinging. That'll retire the side. We go to the bottom of the second one, nothing Chicago. Well, we're moving right down to the end of another great year of baseball. And about this time, a lot of us start thinking about the playoffs in the series. And I'm sure you'll be glued to the TV and radio, no matter what team makes it. And you know one thing you got to have with you is Iron City beer. It's a great beer. Just pop open a big cold bottle of iron and see for yourself. Only the very best ingredients can give a beer that golden color. And only the finest brewing can create a creamy head like that. And a freshly poured glass of iron, well, that's a picture of perfection that every real beer drinker understands. Now... Go ahead. Take a sip. A beer that good-looking was meant for tasting. A hearty and tangy flavor, robust and rich as can be. Believe you me, it's pure beer-drinking satisfaction. Yes, sir, that's a great beer. Iron City beer. Now, you make sure you've always got a case of Iron City on hand. Because when you're really ready to pour it on, you can pour on the iron. We have a little moment here. This is the second anniversary of the date in which Roberto Clemente struck his 3,000th base hit. Let's listen to it right now. Matlack on the 0-1. Bobby hits a drive into the gap in the left center field. There she is. Chicago here in the second inning. Stodgill, Parker, and Sangee in the battery. Here's the pitch. Outside for a ball. So we have a full count of three and two. Two pitches were balls before we came back on the air. Three-two pitch. Stodgill goes down swinging and Bonham has struck out three in a row. Here's Wes Parker, Dave Parker, batting at 294 homers and 28 runs batted in. They're going to 
play him straight out and deep in all departments. Cubs lead one to nothing. Bottom's curve is flogged down towards Sparing. Second baseman up to Lecoq, and there two down. We haven't had a ball out of the infield off this man yet. Now up in uh, Montreal, they're throwing Rogers, who can really pitch. Asking Bob Force, but Force is the rookie that had the tough time and gave up five runs to us. And he's in a pressure-packed ball game in Montreal, just getting underway. Force and Rogers in the first of three. In the final three, that'll determine who goes to play somebody in the West. You could have said at one time for sure the Dodgers. You can't make that statement anymore. Sangi in the batter, 282. Upside and high, ball one. The Reds, by winning, have kept their faint hopes alive. The Dodgers are going to win one game out of three from Houston. In Houston. The Reds will finish in Atlanta Tuesday and Wednesday. Here's the 1-0. Down low, ball two. So if the Dodgers win tonight, it's all over. They're going against Durker with Rao pitching for them. And then it just becomes academic. But one would say, practically, to all intents and purposes, the Dodgers will be the team in the West. Two balls, no strikes, two out, none on. Roots hit off the end of the bat, down towards shortstop Kessinger. Short hops, throws low, and it gets away. And Sanguian will go back into first base. They're going to charge an error to Kessinger. Two off balance, an underhand submarine type of pitch. Lacock could not hold the ball. So we get our first base runner, and here's Ed Kirkpatrick. The way this thing is going, if uh, it goes right down to the wire, and more particularly, this will apply. If the Dodgers win tonight, they got a great advantage. they got a whole week to get ready for the championship series. The Cardinals and the Pirates, by just the virtue of the fact they're dead even now, will struggle into whichever one goes into Saturday's game with practically nothing. And it's really a shame to have to settle a whole season with one of the two clubs in the East having to go in with a pitching staff that's been worked right to a frazzle against one that probably will have a week's rest. And I don't think I'm oversimplifying that, Nelly. No, I uh, was kind of against the way they changed it around. Last year, we, the teams had a week off before they went back to playing. The season ended on Sunday. But back to the same thing they had in 71. We took advantage of that with the Giants. Mm-hmm. They, you bet they had to pitch another guy. Marichal, the Marichal, that's right. yep. They had to pitch Marichal the final game of the season. And, and they missed they, him. That's right. We missed him until we came back here. By that time, we were in good shape. Yes, sir. I wouldn't want to face Marichal the way he pitched against us when he was rested. No balls and a strike to Kirkpatrick. one nothing Cubs. Two down runners first thing again. He's over the plate. Bottom is at low. 1-1. There isn't any way that this race of ours in the East can be settled at the very outside until tomorrow. tomorrow night, We'd we have, have to lose two, and they'd have to win two or vice versa. Right, right. Ball one, strike one. Foul back. I'll tell you, Nelly, the way it sets up, I wouldn't be at all surprised. You and I won't be out here Thursday at 1 o'clock watching the Cardinals play. We'll be watching the Pirates, too. Yep. It's a lot better than not being out here Thursday. You better believe that. March, you better believe that. And strike two, one nothing Cubs, runner first Sanguin on an error. One two to Kirkpatrick. Fly ball popped up second baseman sparing. We have not hit a ball out of the infield on this gentleman. Mr. Bonham. 
At the end of two, we trail nothing to one. You know, this game of baseball is full of special sounds, sort of signals that something good is happening. And when a pitcher's really bringing it in, well, you can hear it popping leather all over the stadium. Or that unmistakable sound of that fat part of the bat on a leather-high fastball. And you know you can kiss it goodbye. Now, the same is true of beer. There are sounds that say, get ready, you're in for a great treat. Like that clear cracking sound when you pop open an ice-cold can of Iron City beer. It's your signal that you're breaking the thirst barrier. And when you pour it, well, my friend, listen next time to an Iron City beer pouring into your glass. It even sounds rich and full-bodied. And you can watch, too, as that thick, smooth head climbs effortlessly to the top of the glass. Yes, sir, the sights and sounds of an ice-cold Iron City beer are pretty tantalizing. But they're just signals, because taste is the name of the game. And that's where Iron City beer really comes through, with rich, robust, real beer flavor that just won't quit. See for yourself. Pick up a case of 12-ounce cans of Iron City beer. And when you're ready to pour it on, pour on the iron. Chris Keeson started off very quickly in the first inning, getting the first two batters, but uh, ran into trouble when Williams single, Madlock hit by pitch, Morales hit a swinging bunt uh, single there on the third base side that uh, Hebner couldn't make a play on, and if he did, he really had no play at first. And then a walk forced in the only run of the ballgame. And as Bob said, Bottom's done a job on us in the first two innings, keeping us in the infield. Pirates have uh, got to get the bat going, as they did so well in that Cardinal series and also in the big games in New York, the first three ball games. Kessinger, Williams, and Madlock will bat in the third inning against Bruce. He struck Kessinger out in the first inning a couple of times, throwing his bat into the dugout area. He was so far out in front. Now on a switch hitter, batting left-handed. They're playing him around the left field, however. The right fielder, Dave Parker, a good 90 feet off the line. The pitch to Kessinger is a fastball on the corner, taking strike one. Bush and Rogers about ready to get underway up at uh, Jarry Park in Montreal. The yo one pitch, up high, a fastball, one ball and one straight. Baltimore playing tonight, and they do not score in the first inning. They're playing at Detroit. They have a half-game lead over the New York Yankees. Popped up off the third base side, drifting back to Barrett into shallow left field. He makes the grab, one down. Keaton went to an off-speed pitch, and Kessinger tried to go to left field. Got under the ball for an easy out for Tavares. Coming up, Billy Williams, who has been sidelined for almost two months, but back into action here. He's telling Bob and me around the batting cage that it bothers him a bit to run, but no problem swinging a bat. He proved that in the first inning. Change up, and it's in there taking strike one. Williams wants to get 3,000 hits. Uh, they were trying to trade him last year, but he was one of those guys, been around a while. You had to get his okay before you trade him. He wants to stay in Chicago. At least that's the rumor that went around. Fly ball, shallow right field, coming hard. Parker going back, sent it, and Parker can't make the grab, or did he? He got the ball. A tremendous catch by Dave Parker. It was out of our view. Sennett went back, and Parker, the big guy, was coming like a big old train down the track, and wisely, Sennett gave way to him. And Parker somehow go for the ball, caught a shoot up, hyped and held onto it. Took a long call for the umpire second, John Kibler, to make the call. He wanted to make sure that Parker still held onto it. But a great play by Dave Parker. Two down, nobody on, and Bill Madlock. Will be the batter. Madlock kicked by a pitch in the first inning. Fastball up and in it. On him, ball one. 
Matt Watkins, Ted Simmons had some words, and they threw some tests out in St. Louis. Round ball, the right side, Rennie Stennett. Good hands, he's got him at first, and Keith puts him down in order. In the second and third inning. Well, we got to get some runs going across here. We'll go to the bottom of the third, and the Cubs lead one to nothing. Tavares, Keeson, and Stennett will bat in the fire third inning with the Cubs out in front one to nothing. Back hitting at 247, no home runs, driven in 26. Bottom has allowed uh, only one base runner, and that was on an error by the shortstop, Don Kessinger. They have not had the ball out of the infield often in six outs. His record, 11 wins, 21 defeats. The pitch by Bonham to Tavares is a curveball away, ball one. An old saying that you've got to be a pretty good pitcher to lose 21 ball games to keep running you out there. The 1-0 pitch, right on the corner, looks like a slider, one ball and one straight. Bonham, good size, at 6'3", 195 pounder, age 25, attended UCLA, played some basketball out there. The 1-1 pitch, and he hit him with a fastball, drilled him right on the left hip. That one hurt, I have to tell you. Tavares has got a funny dance going there, but it's not too funny to him. Boy, that one really hurt. Right on the point of the left hip. And that's got to hurt. And it does. And Tavares being attended to by Tony Bartiram, also in to check him. Jose Pagan, Al Murtaugh, and Manny Sanguian. Boy, he was drilled right on the kind of the left hip, I believe, is where he got hit, or he might have gotten hit a little bit uh, higher up. Tony Byram attending to him, giving him some smelling thoughts. Evidently, he's going to stay in a ballgame. But that one hurt. Well, the Bucks get the lead off that run. That'll give Keeson an opportunity to sacrifice here. Tying run at first base, the Cubs out in front by the score of one to nothing on a bases loaded walk in the first inning. Well, the Orioles won a big game yesterday with four walks in the bottom of the ninth inning to win. Ross Grimsley and Lolich going in that game out in Detroit, no score. They're in the bottom of the first inning in Detroit. Baltimore out in the top. Keeson takes a pitch up high from Bonham. Ball one. Third baseman, Bill Madlock, is right on top of Keaton. The first baseman, Lecoq, is uh, holding the bag on Tavares, and he better hold him tight because Tavares has good speed. Give him a chance to run, he'll take advantage of it. The pitch, it is taken down low, ball two. Uh, Keaton making bottom throw strikes here. He has a record of uh, issuing a lot of walks if you let him throw a little bit. Coolish evening, but a hot tennis race, 56 degrees tonight here at the uh, Three Rivers. The look at first, the pitch, and it is taken strike one. It is 40 degrees in Montreal, and it's getting cold. Nice to be in the Southland. 16 degrees warmer. And I tell you, 40 up there is cold. It's a little damp. Pitches inside, Keeson started to go, and he went around. Strike two. He didn't like that call from Dutch Renners, but i got to confess, he did give in to the pitch. Started a bunt, but didn't get his bat back in time. It was a very bad pitch. It was off the plate, almost hit first, and for some reason, he was going to bunt that ball, and then decided he'd better not, but he didn't make the decision quick enough. Well, he's down to two strikes. 
Savash at first. Madlock still up at third. The pitch, and it is bunted foul, strike three. Uh, Keeson fails to sacrifice, and holding at first is Savash. That's a strikeout, the fourth of the ball game for Madlock. Little things like that become uh, very important in a ball game such as this. But Bruce uh, just had some second thoughts about that two-strike uh, pitch. Manny Stennett, Bob told you, was voted the player of the week in the National League last season. Or last week, rather. Hitting at 293, bounced to shortstop to open the ball game. Tavares is first base, and a possibility he might be going now. Look over, he's going. The ball has hit the third base, and they make the play only the first. The out there. The 2 1 pitch, and low, ball three. Name an error on that last play all the way around. And I'll recap it for you. Senate was up at that. Tavares is running. that last play all the way around. And I'll recap it for you. Senate was up at bat. Tavares is running. He got the second on the first player and the play right over the plate. It's the first base and then went over to third on the third there and scored on the air. No stolen base at all. Third ball down in there, taken by Edney and a full count of three and two. We're tied 1-1 and the Cardinals lead three to nothing. The pitch to Hebner, rolling away, ball four. Well, the Bucks have had two base runners here, a hit backman. And a walk in this inning to go along with an error in the second. We're still looking for our first hit, but we got the ball game tied at 1-1. Oliver struck out in the first inning. He's about batter, third of first, Hebner back in time. Richie, not much of a lead. Hebner takes uh, not much more than two, three feet off first base. The pitch to Oliver. Round ball up the middle, and it's on through. Base hit. Hebner's coming to third. He'll move in easily. Oliver's on the first. Runners at first and third. Two down, and really fragile stepping That is the first ball to get to the outfield, and it just got past second baseman Rob Ferry. The Pirates have an opportunity here for a pretty productive inning. If Scherzer can get his pitch, really struck out on a changeup in the second inning. Cubs defensively have had their problems this year, and it's hurt their pitching a bit, and it became apparent here in the third inning. The pitch to Willie clings and misses. He tried to blow it out of the park, and he had to be two feet out in front of the pitch. Really just uh, trying too hard to pump it out of here. And Barnum had him way, way out in front. Missed a nice little single, Will, the left field. Runners lead, first and third, two down, and the pitch. He swings and misses them too. And that time, Barnum just blew it right by him. And somewhere in between those two swings is where Willie wants to be. He was out in front in the first one, way behind in the second. Oliver at first base, the O2 pitch, low and outside with the fastball, one ball and two strikes. Cubs scored on a bases loaded walk, 
Now he scored, and I hit Batson. Yeah, and I'm telling you. The pitch to Willie. High pop-up off the left side. Coming on. Billy Williams, the left fielder, will make the play. And that'll retire the bucket. Yeah, the inning shows one run. On one hit, one error. We stand a couple. And we've completed three, and we've got a tie game 1-1. Pirate Baseball has been brought to you by Iron City Beer. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour on the ice. Now we've got a tie game 1-1 into the fourth inning. Morales, Lecoq, and uh, Swisher. The five, six, and seven batters to go against Bruce Keeson. Bruce started out a bit shakily, but had settled down, retiring the side in the second and third inning. Morales uh, got a check uh, swing, or actually a swinging bunt single, down the third baseline to load up the bases in the first inning. This fellow acquired from San Diego has become a pretty good ball player for the Cubs. Pirates had a lot of good comments to make about him when he was playing center field last year with San Diego. Potentially a good young outfielder. Wrecking ball in there, taken by Morales, strike one. Keaton starts making that pitch. He'll become more comfortable on the mound, and it appears that possibly he's over that first inning jitter. The all one pitch, curve, is outside this time. One ball and one strike. One pitch, one ball, right back to Bruce. He's sure that he's got him a switch. Fine play by Keaton. He was spinning off to the first base side, but reacted very quickly on the ball, bouncing up the middle. Two out of first for the out. One down, it'll bring up Keaton shot. He walked with the bases loaded in the first inning to drive in the Cubs run. We're tied 1-1 one, one, up, up in Montreal. The Cardinals are out in the first. They scored three runs and a home run by Teddy Finch. Do you think they're looking at the scoreboard? Fastball is just outside. Ball one. Keaton thought he had a strike. Race with a one-out pitch. Change up. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Good off-speed delivery by Keaton. The Bucks at one time. 14 games under 509 bucks. But what a turnaround. Change up and a foul off the first base side. Count of one and two. Tie game one one. Nobody on, one down. The Cubs fourth inning. The one two pitch underway to Lecoq. It's inside. Bends him off the plate. Two balls, two straight. And getting ready in Houston. Griffey to go against Doug Rao. The magic number for the Dodgers. One, they have clinched a tie for the divisional title. They need a win out of the three finals. When it's fly ball, foul, hooking out of play. Down into the Pirates bullpen. And the count holes, two and two. understand that Sister Mary Owen, Sister of Charity at Resurrection School in Brooklyn. Pirate fan has a second grade children. Feeding the birds, cleaning the school grounds, and doing little jobs. And often it up so the Bucks will win. We can hit. That's going to help, I'm sure. Thank you anyway, sister. I guess everything helps along those lines. Change up. Then it's fun and missed by Lacoste. Strike three. That is Keeson's third strikeout. Steve Swisher, the catcher, stepping in. Swing and a miss by Swisher. Strike one. This fellow is uh, 
had some hard ratings. The fact that he might be a very fine hitter. They didn't think his defensive ability is going to be as good, but he's come on to be a very fine catcher and hasn't hit so well so far this year. But it's his rookie year. Grounds to short, the bat, deep in the hole, throws, dug out, no. Kirkpatrick couldn't hold it. The long throw by Tavares was in the dirt, and Stanky usually comes up with that ball, but not that time. Arthur Neary charged to Tavares, made a fine play getting into the hole to get the ball, had time to throw, but the throw bit up the line on the right field side and in the dirt. Second baseman, Rob Spearing, S-P-E-R-R-I-N-G, right-handed batter, fly to right field in the second inning, hitting at 202. Fouls out of play. Strike one. What a belated happy 66th birthday to a dad has been around watching pirate baseball for many, many years, Bully Diulis. This is his 53rd year working at either Forbes Field or Three River Stadium. This birthday on the 28th of September. Third ball right there, taken by Sparing, Frank Hill. Well, Williams has uh, hit a home run with a runner on to give Baltimore a 2-0 lead. They still bat in the second inning. Lolich is gone. Lamanchik has come on. Sparing checks swing, and they say he went around. Strike three. They had an appeal play. First base umpire, Shaq Crawford, overruling Dutch runners and stating that he went around on it. Keaton picking up a couple of strikeouts. Four in the ballgame, two in his inning. No runs, uh, no hits, one error. The Cubs strand one. And we'll go to the bottom of the fourth, tied 1-1. Oh, it's Dave Parker. will lead off the fourth inning. He'll be followed by Frank Guillen and Kirkpatrick. The five, six, and seven batters to go against Bill Bonham. He'll send along a happy birthday to Dave Arbuckle, good friend of Rennie Stennis. Conway, Pennsylvania. Bonham has the best strikeout record on the Cubs staff. He's uh, close to 200, but he's not going to make it this year unless he has quite an outing here. He needs 16 to get 200, and so far he's picked up four over the first three innings. But he is definitely a promising young pitcher. It's uh, his first really full year in Major League at age 25. Parker on a changeup, bounced out to second baseman Sparing in the second inning. Dave hitting at uh, 288. The pitch by Bonham, and it's uh, in there with a breaking ball, strike one. Try game 1-1, bottom of the fourth. Swing and a miss, the fastball. He turned over and moved away in the count of 0-2. Two delivery. He chased the pitch in the dirt and somehow hit the ball and stays alive. That ball looked like it hit just in front of the plate, but Parker made contact with it. And the count holds, nothing in two. Just sitting this one out as uh, Mercer has gone to a bit of platooning in the last uh, couple of weeks with Parker and Richie. Count of 0-2 and the delivery. He chopped it off the plate foul. Third base side. Bonham almost had the fastball by him. He's mixed up uh, 
an off-speed pitch with a good curve and a fastball that runs away from left-handed batters, and it's kept them off balance throughout the night here. And he's had only one hit, a base hit by Oliver, in the third inning. But the score is tied 1-1. The 0-2 pitch, change up, and it's hit off the end of the bat, third base side, the count holds 0-2. In case you're just joining us, the Cubs scored in the first inning on a bases loaded walk, and the Pirates came back to score in the bottom of the third on a hit batsman and a throwing error. Bonham staring in for a sign from Steve Swisher. Gets it, the O2 pitch again, and he swings and misses strike three. I believe. Did he go around? No, they said he didn't. Third base umpire, Terry Chatter. Says no, he didn't go around. His body went around, but they say he didn't swing. Pitch was in on him, and he tried to chuck the swing and get away at the same time. The one-two pitch. Fouled it again. Found an off-speed delivery on the end of the bat. One ball and two strikes. Parker's making a work here. And hopefully he can get a pitch he can handle. went down to the final day last season. As a matter of fact, we had to go overtime to make up a ball game with San Diego. The one-two pitch. He is right there, strike three. Parker caught looking. That's the fifth strikeout. Bonham came right down the chute with a fastball, and Dave looking for something else. He's caught looking. The Cardinals are out in the second. They lead three to nothing behind Bob Porsche and a three-run homer by Ted Simmons in the first inning off Steve Rogers. Mets have got to win three down here. That's the general feeling. Frank Ian stepping in. Manny get on by Bonera. The shortstop. Kessinger's throw is bad. Bounced up the middle. Kessinger behind second. Wheel throws. He's got him at first base this time. Two down. Nobody on. One run. Score. Bottom of the fourth. Chris Patrick up for the second time. Popped up to second baseman staring in the second inning. Eddie batting at 251. Six home runs given in 36. Bonham with a off speed delivery up high, hangs it up there, one ball and no strikes. up in the 1-0 pitch. He's in there, breaking ball, strike one. Cubs there, and run average way up there, 4.28. As I said, uh, they have pitched well against the Pirates. They have beaten us nine games. Fastball just down low, two balls and a strike. Bonham, with uh, 35 starts, has had nine complete ball games, two of them shutouts, and an end run average, 3.91. Swing and a foul right at the foot of Steve Swisher on the count of two and two. And we looked at a guy yesterday that uh, hadn't been too successful this year, Bob Apodaca, but he made the pitches and had good stuff yesterday. The youngster won his fifth ball game in a starting role. Here's five and one as a starter. Has some thoughts about pitching him in a relief anymore. 
The two two pitch to Kirkpatrick, way aside, ball three. Oh, count of three and two. Nobody on base in the Pirates' fourth inning, tied 1 1. Tavares waiting on deck. Up in the payout pitch, Eddie. Ground ball, the second base. Easy play by Stern. That'll take care of Kirkpatrick. The Pirates get down in order in the port. Now we're completed for and retired 1 1. The skates and sticks have been silent all summer long, but on Saturday, October 5th, they'll spring to life. Hi, this is Mike Lyon, voice of the Penguins, inviting you to join KDKA for exciting Penguin hockey. We'll face off with the Philadelphia Flyers on October 5th for an exhibition game, and we'll be with the fans all the way to the playoffs. Don't miss the fastest sport in the world. Penguin hockey, beginning October 5th on KDKA. Hi, this is Gary in number one. If your inspection sticker has a number one on it, it's time to have your car inspected. Do you know the number on your inspection sticker? If your Pennsylvania inspection sticker is number one, now's the time to get your car inspected. Remember, do it now, before your number's up. Thing for the Cubs, it'll be Bill Bonham, Rick Mundy, and Don Kessinger to go against Keaton in a tie game 1-1. Bonham down to the second baseman. He's done it his first time up. And once again, here's Bobson. Okay, Nelly, old buddy. Once you're going to get warm and visit with Elroy Face, the old Elroy formed a new company. Nelly called Elroy Face Interiors. He's quite a carpenter, you know. Well, he did something for you, didn't he? You and Bernie? Well, he did... Uh, no awnings or something? Yeah, he did something for Nazareth. Mm -hmm. He could make gamer. He maintains the fact that he was a carpenter. But that's one of the reasons why he had such a strong arm. This is Bonham bounced out to second. Right. Baltimore scored uh, five in the second inning. So they lead 5 nothing at Detroit. They're leading by a half game. Oh, and two pitch. Stuck him out swinging. So that's four strikeouts for the whip. Rick Mundy fly to left and struck out. And the two Cardinals lead Montreal 3 nothing on a 20th home run popped by Teddy Simmons. Bush and Rogers. We're tied up here 1-1. One, one, one out. Nobody aboard. Fifth inning. Grand Slam home run. You ain't going to hear any rooting from this end. I'll let Nelly do all of that. 
the billows ain't pumping like they ought to. Passenger 0 for 2 struck out and popped ashore. We scored an unearned run on the hustle of uh, Frank Tavera. Ground ball down to second, Stunnett. Throws out Kessinger. We go to the bottom of the fifth, tied up 1-1. Goodwill Industries have changed. Years ago, handicapped people were considered social rejects. Today, Goodwill Industries of Pittsburgh has changed that by giving the handicapped a chance to prove they can do any job. KDKA urges you to support Goodwill by calling 481-9000. See Pittsburgh dancing when the Pittsburgh Ballet Theater presents its 74-75 season in Hindsall. Join them and the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra in the fabulous world of dance. Subscribe now and see Giselle, J.K. Parisian, Nutcracker, Swan Lake, and Romeo and Juliet. Subscriptions available for Friday evening, Saturday evening, or Sunday matinee. One of them is tailor-made for you. Subscribe by calling 281-0360. Well, Tavares hit by a pitch, came around to score, then Keaton and Stennett. Here in the fifth inning. You know, if you're thinking about what to buy somebody for Christmas, might have a great gift certificate idea that's sold in any denomination and be redeemed for fire season tickets or individual game tickets. You make a great, great Christmas gift. Or birthdays or any occasion. Why don't you call the fire office at Free River Stadium for all the info at 321. Check that, 323-1000. Here's Tavares. And bottom on a one-hitter working. Tavares belts it to the shortstop Kessinger. Lecoq, one out. Now the batter will be Keith and stuck out in the third, trying to bunt. Cardinals lead 3 nothing. We're tied up 1-1. See how simple it is if you just got to win. Making ball from bottom outside, ball one. We had a great road trip for uh, winning uh, two out of three from the Cardinals and three out of four from the Mets. One ball, one strike. Houston takes it low, ball two, two and one. Bill Bonham, he's lost 21 games, and I don't know how. I'll tell you, this guy is... I mean, I, I think he could be a great pitcher. He's got a great arm. He didn't like that last call outside 3-1. Three balls and a strike. Bottom ready to Keithan. Has done another one in this time. Now three and two. Fifth inning, score tied one to one. Here's the three-two pitch. 
We walked them by, darling. That's the second walk by Bonham. Brings up Stannard. He's over two. Stannard is short. Bounced out to third. Hitting at Houston, Durker pitching there against Rao. Dodgers need to win one of three, and it's all over. Cardinals are out in the third. They lead three nothing. Montreal now batting against Fort. Rich, Senator Foul, strike one. No balls, one strike. than ever, the Liberty Cruise are a mess. So now is the time to call on the commuter computer. If you're still trying to figure a way to and from Pittsburgh, call your employer's contact the commuter computer to get you moving. The computer. Ball. 
got the out all right, and then when the throw from third went over to first, bore that out on Stennis, Tavares moved to third, and they threw wild. Lecoq did, trying to pick him off third. He came in to score. Bouncer down to Stennis, short hump. Williams is out. So that's how we tied it on the hustle by Tavares. Madlock hit by a pitch, grinded out to second. Keeson and Bonham locked in a wheel of a duel, tied up 1-1. Baltimore annihilating the Tigers. Madlock at strike. I mean, they're just racking them to a fizzle. Madlock swings on the slider and his back goes flying in behind him. One out, one one score in the sixth inning. Pitch to Madlock. It slams into left center. It's going to be a base hit. He got a hit on an 0-2 curveball. So Madlock is on, and here's Jerry Morales. Morales uh, got that swinging bunt down third in the first inning when I picked it the first in the fourth. That's the third hit. Swing, if he'd have hit that, he'd have scalped it. Keeson checks his runner. And there's a ball hit up off the plate. Keeson goes back for it, has to go to first to... Retire Morales as Madlock moves into second and molested. Here's Pete Lecoq. He walked the drive in and run. He struck out swinging in the fourth. Ready to get him out, I'm telling you right now. Him up. Senate dropping back. 
And I'll tell you one thing, since the first inning, Keeson's really come on with his control. No runs are hit, no errors, and two left. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Let's quit fiddling around out here and get some runs. One to one. Hi, this is your old superstar, me, Mary Jean. And I'd like you to give a listen to some news from your closest friend of dealer. There could be money in your pocket. Thank you, Mary Jean. You're right. Because money is what this message is all about. Right now, it's year-end clearance time at your Chrysler Plymouth dealers. That means he's tagging every 74 car in stock with a year-end price. Year-end prices on his eight great small car buys, including Valiant, Dusters, and Stamp, America's best-selling line of compact cars. Year-end prices on his mid-size satellites and full-size Furies and Chryslers. Prices to move them and move them out fast. Because your Chrysler Plymouth dealer knows it costs him more to keep them than to sell them. So if you have to get the most out of every dollar you spend, and who doesn't nowadays, the place to buy that new car is at your Chrysler Plymouth dealers. You can really clean up on a great year-end deal at your Pirate Land Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Gene Heiser has gone to left field in place of Billy Williams. I don't know whether Billy's hurt or what. I hope he's all right. I don't think you could ever say, if you've been listening to my broadcast, Billy Williams has been one of my all-time favorite ball players. I just think he's an unbelievable performer. Has been down through the years. Never a rumple of anything out of him, ever. Just does his job. Fine gentleman. And a great, great baseball player with what I think one of the real picture swings in all of baseball, Billy Williams. Well, now we got Hebner Oliver in style. Let's quit the gals and run, as the late Rosie Roosevelt said, and get some points up there and get this thing over with. Hebner struck out and walked, standing in. Bonham works to him. He sends his curve low. We've only had one hit. That was Oliver's single. You know something? That that's the only ball we've hit out of the infield? Through five innings off Bonham. 1 0. Missed this fastball away. 2 and 1. Give me four runs so I can get up and go home and go to bed. Let the healthy young body of Nelly King hang in here. Two balls, no strike. And the 2 0 pitch. Ball three. What'd you say, Rich? Detroit got two, but that's. Too late. 6-2 Baltimore. About the fourth or fifth inning. 3-0 and to Hebner. Bottom throws the strike. 3-1. and one. Come on, gang. Win some. I want to broadcast the playoffs for you. I don't want to have to do it for Los Angeles and St. Louis. Heck with that coast-to-coast stuff. Let me just have my own little network. Ground ball up the left side. Kessinger smothers it. Throws him out. are out in the fourth. Here's Oliver, the only hit of the ball game, the only ball out of the infield off Bynum. Single in the third inning. The ball just got by sparing. There hasn't been one outfield put out, my friends. Kaiser, Mundy, and Morales, the outfield. Billy Williams having been uh, replaced out there. There's a ball hit deep to center. Rick Mundy's not going to catch it. Going to be bouncing off the wall. And it's going to be a double for Super Scoop. I'll tell you what, 
what you want. He's been the guy day in and day out that's done the job for Pittsburgh, Al Oliver. you got to say in the last two, three months, you don't minimize anybody, but you're going to single anybody out as been Oliver, and you got to say something about Mr. Stennett, too, because he has been some ball player. Now Willie Stodgill stuck out and fly to left. I think I said earlier there hadn't been any ball hit in the outfield. I'm wrong. Stodgill's the only guy to hit one out to Billy Williams in the third. That's our second hit with one out. One-to-one ball game in the sixth. Play ding-a-ling, Wilbur, so I can relax. Bottom took a lot of time, so he steps out. And while he does that, let's pause for station identification in the Pirates Baseball Network. Okay, here we are. Stargell the batter. Rich. Swinging a miss. Strike one. He's trying to hit it out of here a mile. Come on, Will. Go back to that just meeting it. Hit one off to the left side for a single. Get that lead run in, Wilbur. Here's the 0-1 from Bonham. Inside, 1-1. One one. I don't know how Bonham can lose 21 games. He really has a fine arm. I guess they didn't score many runs for him. I guarantee you this, and the club in baseball wouldn't like to have him. One ball, one strike. Swing, strike two. Took a little off it. Wilbur out in front of it. The Cobra's on deck. Dave Parker. Ball one and strike two. Oliver off second to pitch. Stadio goes down swinging. At six strikeouts. Parker grounded to second, struck out. I think there are three pitchers who have lost 20 games in this league. Uh, Randy Jones, mm-hmm. Steve Rogers, and this guy. And you're right, I think any ball club in the league, you take either or all three of those guys. Any one of them. I'll tell you one thing, he sure had Wilbur going on some sinking stuff, and he changed up on him. Well, it's tied up one-to-one here in the bottom of the stretch. And Oliver with one out trying to get it going. That was the only two hits in the ball game. He doubled over the head of Mundy off the board. The Cobra just, just dangling one. Don't try to kill it, David. Just try to meet it. Foul back. Three to nothing, Cardinals. Mets are batting in about the fourth inning. Home run, Simmons to a board. Porsche and Rogers. One-to-one here in the sixth inning. Two down, Oliver to second. One-one count to Parker. Now Bonham ready to pitch. Wing, and there's that sinking pitch. Oh, he's got a good one tonight. Strike two. Thank you. 
two strikes. Now the 0-2 pitch. Camden hits it weakly down to first base. Lacock is up. Lobs it over just in time for the out. To bottom covering. No runs, a hit, no errors, and one left into six innings. We're tied up 1-1. Hello, hello, me, Mary Jean, our superstar. Pirate Team Picture at your Pirate Land Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Baseball has been brought to you by your Pirate Land Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Your host now is Joy. Nature's high-protein food for dogs. Higher in protein, and it still costs less than most other brands. The lead-off batter in the seventh inning for Chicago in a tie game 1-1 will be... Number eight hitting Bob Stirring, the second baseman. He's 0 for 2. Struck out his last time up. Keating got him to fly to right field in the second. Right-handed batter. The pitch by Keating. It's a curveball that hung inside. Ball one. The 1-0 pitch. Tom Ball, the right side. Running center to his right. A step or two. Throws him out at first. And that'll retire Stirring. Bruce, after a funny first inning, when he retired the first two batters and then gave up a bases-loaded walk, has really settled down and pitched a whale of a ballgame. Bill Bonham, the pitcher, 0 for 2, bounced to second, struck out in the fifth. The Pirates, one run on two hits and one error. The Cubs, one run on three hits. They've committed two errors. Bonham takes a pitch down low, a breaking ball. It hung inside, ball one. Rick Mundy waiting on deck. Keeson back with a pitch. Round ball right back to Bruce. He's got him at first base. Good fielding play by Keeson. That's the second good play he's made. Now bring up Rick Mundy with nobody on base. And a tie game 1-1. Mundy back to talk to Don Kessinger. These fellas are the veterans on the ball club. Monday, Kessinger, and Williams. Williams out of the lineup now. The rest of these guys are around for their first season. For most of them. A little bit of a negative statistic there for you, in case you're interested. Luke Quay reminding that Willie Stargell strike out with his 100 strikeout. Here's a pitch underway to Monday. First ball hitting a high fly to left field, Stargell. Limping under it. Here's the knee bothering him. He makes the grab in shallow left field. And Keaton has another one, two, three inning. Yeah, we've got to get some runs scored here. We'll go to the bottom of the seventh. Tied 1-1. One, one. 
Is your dog getting enough protein? You know, protein is a vitally important nutrient in every balance ration for man's friend. Joy, nature's food for dogs, contains 25% protein in both its kibbled and chunks of joy. Furthermore, joy, this nourishing food for dogs, is a scientific blend of grains and meat solids that provides your dog with a nutritious diet that will contribute to his good health and habits. So compare labels when you shop for dog food. You'll find Joy's 25% protein content to be higher than most of its competitors. For Joy contains dehydrated meat value equivalent to 60% fresh meat and is fortified by Joy's exclusive double-roasted toasted process. So today, fill your dog's feeding bowl with that high-protein, scientifically balanced dry dog food and watch him jump for Joy. That's Joy, nature's food for dogs with 25% protein. You'll find Joy Dog Food at your Stop and Go, FGA, and Maracini's Market. Well, the Pirates in the tie game 1-1 into the final three innings here. We'll set up Saggy and Kirkpatrick and Tavares in the seventh inning. The faithful here is 10,482 standing up for the seventh inning stretch. And Feingold. Back at Three Rivers, he hadn't missed any games this year. Sankey and 0 for 2, bunched off the third base side, a good play, and the pitcher won't make the play. Madlock can't make it, Sankey and John at first. That is a base hit for Manning Sankey. Now we get something going. Madlock came, in, came charging in from third base, and the pitcher, Bonham, on his follow-through, fell off to the first base side. He tried to recover the ball was just about five feet from the edge of the cut of the mound on the third base side. He couldn't make the, make the play, and Madlock tried to pick it up barehanded. Couldn't find the handle. It's a single, and it brings up Kirk Patrick. Sankey, off for two, has a pop to the second baseman and grounded out weakly to him. Lecoq holds at first base on Sankey, and the pitch. He's going. The ball is lined to right field, and it's uh, back towards Morales. He makes the one-headed grab, and Sankey, Hustles back to first base. Patrick hit the ball well, but did not get it on the ground like he wanted to, I'm sure. It was Sag Sagian going, but he hit it well to the right theater. Morales started it and then went back quickly and made a one-headed grab on the warning shot. That's the best his ball, other than Oliver's ripping shot as Bob described, off the wall in center field for a double. Harris will go to the bench for a pinch hitter. Richie Zest will pinch hit. Frank Tavares. Pirates have activity in their bullpen. John Moreland or Dave Justin? I think it's Dave Justin. It is Dave Justin. Murtaugh making his move here. Runs have been hard to come by. Yesterday in New York, we had only one earned run. And so far here tonight, trying to get one. Our run came on air in the third inning. As Barnum has done a job, he's allowed only three hits, and one of those, a bunch single, to open up this inning by Sanguin. Oliver's had the only other two here. Just getting at 312, 17 home runs. He's driven in 99. He'd like to make it 100. I've got 101. Pitch, pitch at the knees, taken, second one, a fastball. The ball gets away, but it's thrown off the third base side. Madlock couldn't come up with it, but Sanguin had to hold. 
Fisher tried to throw the ball back to the mound, had it stick in his hand or something, and it bounced out in front of the plate, trickled down towards the hole at shortstop, and Madlock uh, came up to field the ball. He bobbled it, and Sang Gian really didn't have any chance to move in there. the score, the Cardinals lead 3 to nothing. The O1 pitch. One one the score, the Cardinals lead 3 to nothing. The O1 pitch. Blowing away, it's into the backstop, and we've got a runner in the scoring position. And again, gets into second base. This to count on him as a ball and a strike. Keaton is the on-deck batter. And we'll see how Jim Marshall plays here with first base open and only one out. That is a wild pitch, allowing Sangian to move into scoring position. Time call as Jim Marshall wants to talk this over. As I mentioned, we are listening to Dave Jesse. The count is one and one on this. Baltimore is bombing Detroit, 9-2. to They're in the bottom of the fourth inning at the Tiger Stadium. Lowlich started, Lomantic in the second, Holdsworth in the fourth. Well, I've got the opportunity here. Let's pause 20 seconds for our local station. The Pirates have put in a great season, and the Bucks have brought it down to the wire. Now let's show the Bucks we're with them all the way to the playoffs, to the series, too. After all, KDKA thinks Pirate Baseball is a series business. The Cardinals did not score in the fifth inning. Now they lead going into the bottom of the fifth, three to nothing. A three-run homer by Ted Simmons in the first inning, forced against Steve Rogers. They have a long decision out there, whatever they're going to do. It has to be rather profound with all the time they've taken. Can't be that profound. They're either going to walk him or pitch to him. They're listening. Dave Jaffe. Keaton is on deck. And we'll see what they're going to do. And it appears that they're going to pitch to Ricky's dish. The count of one and one. They may just try to make him chase something if he wants to. He's coming inside on him. And it's in there, taken by this guy, too. Pull the trigger, Rick. And get that hammer back and let it go. Kanki in at second base. He's the go-ahead run in a tie game. The pitch underweight is this. It is low and away. Two balls, two straight. He's driven in four runs in pinch hitting rolls, three hits and eight times at best. He needs one here. The two-two pitch, line drive, center field, but it's in the ballpark, I believe. Back is Monday, going, going. He can't get it. It's off the wall. Sangian scores. This is it. Somebody's coming to third. There's a play there. No, they don't make it. Pirates lead two to one. number 100 for Richie Zisk and what a time to get it the Pirates lead 2-1 and Bob it gives Mercer a chance to let Keaton go yes it surely does with only one out he can let him take a whack at it 
And we're going to have a runner now for Richie Zisk. It's going to be Dave Augustine. i got to say one thing, Nellie. That's a ball that should have been caught. Uh, Rick turned the wrong way. And having played the game like you did, you know that as this comes in with a standing ovation, ball hit directly at you in the outfield is the toughest one. When it's hit to your left or your right, you can slide on it. But right over your head, it's difficult. But I think that ball jumped on him, but I'd have to believe that Rick would be the first to tell you that he should have had it. Thank goodness he didn't now. I'm glad he didn't. I tell you, he's a good outfielder, and uh, I would have to assume that he might have had some problems. Uh, Lights or something. And the ball might have jumped on him. I think it took off a little bit. It was a well-hit ball. There was no doubt about it. It was in the ballpark, and he got a pretty good jump on it, but he was back on the warning track, and he didn't have good position to catch the ball. He was going away, turning around, trying to make the catch, and they misjudged it. The infield up now with Keeson set to bat. They're looking for a possible squeeze. Bruce swings and misses strike one. Buster, as they call him. Trying to pick up an RBI. He hasn't had one this year. Augustine with good speed at third base. Pirates lead 2-1 to one with one down in the seventh inning. The pitch by Bonham, and it is swung on a missed strike two. Bruce didn't have a good cut at all. That's him. He takes a look at Bob Skinner. Stennett waiting on deck. But Richie Zisk with a triple, his 100th RBI of the year. And it comes at a big time for the Pirates. Gives him the lead. The pitch, he squeezed, and it's swung and missed, and they've got a rundown play. Augustine in a rundown. Madlock's going to chase him, and he tags it. And the out goes 2-5 to five on the play, and Keaton, for the second time in this ballgame, fails in a punting attempt. He strikes out, and they get the double play. Now we get one run on two hits, no errors, and nobody left. Now we've completed seven. The Pirates lead 2-1. to one. Here's a tip from the old gunner on how you can get the most for your food dollar. Be one of the many families who have switched to super dollar markets. Super dollar markets have joined the fight against inflation. You'll find high quality meats, the very freshest to produce, and a wide selection of well-known national and local brands. All at prices that make your dollar have more sense. There's always a great plus for super dollar customers that's sometimes hard to find in most other large food markets. It's that wonderful, friendly feeling of welcome that puts you at ease the moment you walk through the door. Super dollar folks are people who like people, and you can take it from the old gunner. They'll do everything they can to help you make that hard-earned dollar go a little further. Super dollar markets are staffed with friendly people who know they can serve you better and save you more. So see for yourself. There's a lot of savings waiting for you at all super dollar markets. The inflation fighters, where your dollar has more sense and who serve you better and save you more. Start your food shopping at super dollar markets this week and feel the difference. Well, now we have Mario Mendoza short for the Pirates. The uh, Cubs are coming with Kessinger, Heiser, and Madlock. We haven't heard any announcement why Billy Williams was replaced in left field unless Billy's been injured. Certainly hope not. There's no score at the end of two and a half in Houston with the Dodgers. And, uh... So they got uh, Cardinal on deck, so they're going to... He was. He was, but Kaiser's the batter that's scheduled up. Second. All right, 
Kessinger, switch batter, is 0 for 3, struck out, popped to short, bounced to second. That uh, squeeze try on a one-ball, two-strike count was a good uh, time to try it. But uh, Bruce didn't make contact. He sort of chopped at the ball. you got to turn around and just... you got to make contact. you got to make contact. Otherwise, the guy coming in from third is a dead duck, and he was, Augustine. Pitch to Kessinger. Low ball one. Two to one pitch for Well, it's not as easy to bunt as you might think. But the thing you got to do on a suicide is you must get the bat on the ball. Somehow or other. If you foul it off while the runner goes back and you're out for the strikeout. Two and all the count. Well, I hope uh, Bruce doesn't let this bother his pitching. He shouldn't. Yeah, you got to well, get that thing good by him. That's right. You've got to forget about it if you can. It's like shooting a triple bogey after six straight pars. There's a strike. <laughs> The next time up on the eighth hole, you can't be through worrying about the triple bug. Easier said than done, isn't it? What, six straight bars? Yeah, no, <laughs> not for you. It's two one. Foul away. Triple bug for me. Yeah, easy. Cardinal's coming out. I guess he's going to bat in place of Heiser. I don't know. Heiser's still down there. We'll wait and see. Ball two, strike two. Marshall makes more moves than Hindu Wasif. Had about 197 pitching changes since he became the manager. Shudder to think what he'd do all of next year. 2-2. Ball three. Full count to Kessinger leading off the Cub 8. And he flies it out toward left field and Stargell. One out. We haven't exactly beaten uh, Mr. Bonham to death here. Now, Heiser is the scheduled batter. They're going to bring up uh, Cardinal instead. So, Cardinal standing in at 293 with 13 homers, 71 runs, battered in a right-hand batter. One out, two to one, Pittsburgh in the eighth inning. We better drive for three, hadn't we? Five is gone. Forget that. Three out of five. Let's just drive for three. Think positive. Win these three, and we can't have anything worse than them. There's a tapper back to Bruce backhander. Throws him out to us. We win these three. Now, there's one thing we know for sure. We're either going to play the Dodgers on Saturday, or we're going to play the Cardinals on Thursday. That's simple enough logic. got to be a dead cinch for that. That's mm-hmm. it. That's uh... Statement and we will as they say in Latin, a fortiori. Therefore, it does follow. Madlock, one for two. Watch this guy now, Brubru. Bouncer to short, Mendoza. Rose, and that's all. Down they go on the eighth. And we go to the bottom of the eighth. Two to one, Pittsburgh. Everybody, this is Mike Lang, voice of the Penguins, with an invitation to get the best seat in the house at the Civic Arena. Now's your chance to get a full or partial season ticket to see the exciting Pittsburgh Penguins. In the winter of 74, the Penguins have a ticket plan that's made for every fan. Season tickets, as you know, guarantee the seats that you want, and you have the option to buy the tickets for the playoffs. If you'd like the partial season ticket plan, you can choose your own seat, get a discount rate on parking, plus pick the 20 games that you want to see. 
to take advantage of the partial season ticket plan, this reminder, you must place your order by October 1st. So stop at the Penn's office at the Civic Arena or phone 281-0555. The number again, 281-0555. From the opening face-off to the Stanley Cup playoff, you can see it all. And get the best seats in the house for the best hockey on ice with the Penguins' full or partial season ticket. See Sunday's Pittsburgh Press for convenient season ticket application. All right, Cardinal has gone to left field. Nelly and I were talking when Marshall went out to chat and brought up Zisk to bat for Frank Tavera. With first base open, Marshall stayed out there a long time, and Nelly and I were trying to figure out what it was he was talking about. If he said throw him something bad, if he hits it, why, all right, put him on. I don't care because they didn't have to hit for Keeson. He didn't say that, apparently. There's uh, Bennett driving in the left center and Monday going over. It's kind of an odd bit of play there, wasn't it, Nelly, there in that seventh inning? Yeah, with a guy that's a pretty solid hitter like this, but I guess he figured Bonham is pitching so well, the right hand batter, that you could get him out. But, if that's it, the case, then why go out and talk to him? Well, that's true, too. Ebner struck out, walked, and bounced ashore. We lead two to one. I'm glad things developed as they did. Oh, you've done a magnificent job, old buddy. You scored in the third, you scored in the seventh. Ball one high. If this is the way they supported Bonham, I can understand why he only has 11 victories and 21 defeats. Well, hey, that's a good ball score some runs, though. You better give Keaton a little bit of credit for the nice pitching. Yes, sir. Ever in low, two and out of heavy. Yep, after that first inning, I wouldn't have given you a nickel in the first inning the way Keith was going. Struck out the first, got a fly ball and a strikeout. Then he got a single, a hit batsman, a single, and he walked with the bases loaded Lecoq. Hebner pops in the left center, coming on Monday hard. And out of his cap, but under the ball. Two out to Oliver, who is not giving him at all tonight. Outside of the first inning, he then come on to single and double. Hearts lead 2-1 here in the eighth. Cubs ninth inning have Morales, Laconte, and Fisher, the scheduled three batters. We play again tomorrow night at 7.30. Win this one, we'll go to bed tied. Plus Montreal in the bottom of the sixth and a couple of innings left can rally. It's 3-0 Cardinals. Oliver a swing. Three-run homer by Simmons in the first inning off Rogers. And uh, thus far, young force is making it stand up. No balls and a strike. What is that, a sinker? It's a curveball. Yeah. It feels a good it's overhand. Yeah, yeah, it's dropping right off the top. He comes over top with it. Oh, and two pitch. Twice to left and cut it out. That'll do it. So at the end of eight. Pittsburgh on top, two to one. When you need a brake job, make sure you get new brake shoes, too. Now, how do you do that? Well, the surest way is to ask for Delco brakes. Because with Delco brakes, you always get new shoes as well as new linings. Delco brake shoes are properly shaped and finished at the factory. And they've been treated with a special rust inhibitor. Now, the lining on Delco brake shoes also has a unique feature called crown ground finish. This special finishing process makes the break-in period easier for you because it lets the lining shape itself quickly to the drum. They're engineered to prevent pulling to the right or the left during break-in. 
So if you're in a car right now and those brakes don't feel just right, stop at the red, white, and blue Delco sign. The more you know, the more you'll want Delco. Available at Calibro Tire Service, 1476 Barrow Hill Road in the South Hills. Lockhart Tire Incorporated, 507 Lockhart Street on the north side. And Homestead Automotive Supply, 846 Forest Avenue in West Homestead. Well, Bruce Keeson, three outs away from picking up his ninth win of the year. And uh, he's going to face Jerry Morales, the right fielder, right-handed batter, Pete Lecoq, the first baseman, the left-hander. And then the catcher, Steve Swisher. Right the way Bruce started, as Bob mentioned, in the first inning, walking in, the run with the bases loaded, you had to wonder how long he was going to be around. But hard to tell what's inside a guy. And this fellow's proved it ever since he's been up here in 1971 as a rookie. Morales has had a single in the first inning. A swinging bunt down the third baseline, tapped to the mound in the fourth and the sixth. Takes the pitch inside, ball one. They're through six in Montreal. The Cardinals making the three-run homer by Ted Simmons in the first inning. Stand up, three-nothing. Second ball in there to me, taken by Morales. One ball and one strike. And a special load as Brady Roberts Sr., good pirate fan, listening in Garfield. The one-one pitch. The inside almost hit him. Morales backing off to count two balls in the strike. Big out in the first inning. Here in the ninth inning is that first batter up. Keaton trying to nail it here. The 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Sharp curveball. Tom Walker has replaced Rogers in the seventh inning. Dodgers are out. At Houston. Through three. No score. The 2-2 pitch. Ground ball right back to Keaton. He's got him for the third straight time. One down. Keaton on the night is Neil Morales three times in a row. On tap, back to the mound. He got Carter Nowell in the eighth inning. Pete Lecoq, a left-handed batter, walked in the first to drive in a run with the bases loaded, struck out in the fourth, and drew an intentional walk in the sixth inning. This fella, good left-handed batter with good power. He's it. Round ball, right side, sent it, picks it up, makes a fine play. He's got him at first. Boy, he went a long distance to get that ball, deep in the hole. Spun and through, and threw a strike down to Chuck Badger. Two downs. What a play by Sennett. Way to his left. He cut it off. Two down and pushes the batter. He was on on a force play in the first inning. On in an air by Tavares in the fourth and popped up in the sixth inning. Keeson off behind the mound, rubbing up a new baseball. One out away from a very big win for Bruce. Leading two to one in a wild sort of a ball game here tonight. Richie's this triple foul right at the feet of Tagian. This was a triple in the seventh inning in a pinch hit roll for Tavares over the head of uh, Monday. Scored Tagian from first base. Count of on one on Steve Swisher. Two down, nobody on. Here's the pitch to him. Ground ball to third. Hebner, easy play. He's got him at first. The Pirates win it. Bruce Keaton did a whale of a job, and they're coming out to get him. Doc Ellis, we haven't seen him in a while. And the Bucks have won a very big ball game here tonight. Keaton came up with a pitching performance that was needed against the tough pitcher, Bill Bonham, and the timely hitting of Ricky Ziff. The Bucks win it 2-1. to one. Up around good. 
ball game, a tight pitching duel, and the Bucks needed a good pitching performance tonight because we faced a fellow, Bill Bonham, who had beaten us twice earlier, but the Cubs were facing a fellow that has beaten them three times previously this season, Bruce Keeson. And Keeson came through with a whale of a ball game after a shaky first inning to win it 2-1. Cubs get on the board in the first inning. After money had flied to left field, Kessinger struck out. Williams, Billy Williams, single right field. Madlock was hit with a pitch, putting Williams into second base. And then Morales on a funny corner to swing. Bounce went down the third baseline. Hebner tried to make the play. Had none at all. The base is loaded. And Pete LeCock came up. He walked him with the bases loaded. And it looked like it was going to be a rough night. But Keeson allowed nothing after that. Only one more hit. And that came in the sixth inning when Madlock singled into center field. A runner got into second base at that time, and that's the only time they got a runner as far as second base after the first inning. An overpowering job by Bruce Keaton, who picked up his ninth win, as against eight defeats. Bill Bonham pitched well. He's a loser. 11 wins and 22 losses. Pirates run scored in the third inning. The tie was a weird sort of a play. Tavares was hit by a pitch. Keeson struck out, tried to punt, and it looked like a bad situation. But Tavares usually runs in situations like that. And in the very first pitch to Rennie Stennett, he was off and going, and Stennett bounced to third base and Bill Madlock. No play at second, he threw to first, and Tavares, with his speed, moved over to third, and Lecoq tried to nail him through wildly, and Tavares scored all the way from first base on the ground ball out to third base as he was running on the play. That tied it at 1-1. We failed to score. After a double by Oliver, a well-hit ball in the sixth inning, he struck out Stargell and got Parker to ground out. And in the seventh inning, Sanguian, with a fine bunt off the third baseline, got on. Kirkpatrick on a hit-and-run play, line to right field. Sanguian came back to first. And then on the wild pitch with Ziskup, pinch-hitting for Tavares, Manny moved on into second base. That was the go-ahead run. A big discussion as Jim Marshall came out to the mound to talk with uh, Bill Bonham, and they decided they would pitch to him. With first base open and Keaton coming up. It turned out to be a mistake because this rifled one over the head of the center theater, Rick Mundy, who made a valiant attempt to get to the ball, turned the wrong way a bit. He lost it, a double, or a triple rather, and all the way from first base, Sagan scoring easily, and the Pirates led 2-1, to one, and Keaton made it stand up, putting him down 1-2-3 in the 8th and ninth inning. Now the Bucks, regardless of what St. Louis does up in Montreal tonight, are going to wind up in uh, first place tie. By the way, I might mention that you think you've seen a whale of a pitching game here. They're seeing one up in Montreal. Bob Forsh, only 24 years old, a rookie, came up midseason, has a no-hitter for the Cardinals through six innings up in Jerry Park. The Cardinals lead 3 to nothing on a home run in the first inning by Ted Simmons off Steve Rogers. The other ball game we'll mention in the American League, Baltimore running away from Detroit. They lead 9-2 to in the bottom of the fourth inning. Los Angeles and Houston, after three innings, the magic number for the Dodgers, of course, one. No score after three. Doug Rowell against Larry Durkin. Those things don't mean a whole lot to people in Pittsburgh, but we'll give you the information nonetheless. We mentioned about Porsche's no-hitter, Rich, and I guess there's nothing further going on up in Montreal. And we'll tell you, we'll be on the air tomorrow night as Jerry Royce, who has won 16 and lost 11, goes against the former Pirate, a fellow from down near here in Cannonsburg, Tom DeTore, his record three and five. For Bill Roberts, our engineer, for Radio Rich, and for the gunner, Bob Prince, Nellie King saying so long, and also for our good friend, Bill Richards, our producer, back at KDKA, Nellie King saying so long. This game was brought to you in part by your pilot land Chrysler Plymouth dealer, who has immediate delivery on America's number one selling compact.
by Joy, nature's high-protein food for dogs. Higher in protein, and it still costs less than most other brands. And by your good friends from Iron City Beer. When you're really ready to pour it on, pour on the iron. The final score, the Pirates win it 2-1. This is the Pirate Baseball Network.